Shares of Zoom ripped in the aftermarket after an impressive report once again, beating every expectation. Shares have settled back down to earth now, up about a percent. Let's bring in the Chief Financial Officer back with us. Kelly Steckelberg joins us from Zoom. Kelly, great to have you on the show again. Hi, Oliver. Thanks for having me. You guys triple beat, uh, even by the standards you've been setting. Once again, just very clearly impressive based on what analysts were expecting. There's not a low bar here. You guys managed to get above it again. So walk us first through what surprised here to the upside and how you were able to do even better than expectations. So we saw strong performance across all aspects of our business, our direct, online, and channel contributions. We announced that we grew to over 467,000 customers with greater than 10 employees. Also really strong performance from Zoom Phone, which just turned two recently. And we also announced that we have 18 customers with greater than 10,000 seats. So really seeing strong performance in the up market there. And then of course, International, which has grown to 33% of our revenue up from 20% just a year ago. So really strong performance across all aspects, which allowed us to, to achieve that performance. So what's interesting here, those big clients, you've talked with us about the importance of those before. Uh, both in terms of the revenue that they spend, the size of those businesses. That to me speaks to a customer that is not just uh, uh, family members and friends that will be able to get together in a real way again that may not continue their subscriptions for Zoom. That speaks to probably more businesses that need to, at this point, at least keep it as an option uh, if they've created that. How are you guys figuring out what that breakdown looks like in terms of whether or not a customer will keep their subscription if they're back in the office and things are close to normal? I know there's a lot of arguments that things aren't gonna go back to normal, but just kind of under that hypothetical, I imagine you guys have to have be calculating some kind of like bare case. Well, the great thing is that our enterprise and upmarket customers have continued to buy in the same way they always have during this pandemic, which means they're buying annual and multi-year agreements. And we've been working very closely with them as they are thinking about what is their return to work strategy. And many of them are realizing that their employees really appreciate this flexibility and that they can create an approach that supports that by integrating Zoom into everything they do. That includes things like Zoom Rooms. We've had lots of innovation around that with features like Smart Gallery, which improves face-to-face -face interactions when some employees are in the office and some are working remotely. So I don't think we're going back to the way things were before, but even as we get closer to that, we see a world where you have the best of both options with you know, in, in place or in real person um, opportunities for collaboration and community, but also leveraging Zoom for efficiency and convenience and really getting your work done on a day-to-day -day basis. So the point here is that a lot of these contracts are already locked in. Uh, for at least a, uh, a year or two down the road, it sounds like, uh, uh, Kelly. When you say multi-year, can you give an idea of what that typically looks like? Are we talking one to two? Or are we talking like five to ten? Enterprise customers typically buy somewhere between one to three-year commitments. Okay. So that's what we're looking at. And you know, these were customers that came to us during the early part or up to you know throughout uh, calendar year 2020. So we're looking forward to renewals coming up either this year or in calendar 22 or 23. 
You spent a little bit more on sales and marketing compared to a year ago. Margins were a little bit lower than a year ago. If you are thinking about an environment of post-quarantine, do you expect sales marketing expenses to continue going higher? There are two key areas that we're really focused on continuing to invest in our business to continue capturing market share. And that is certainly around adding capacity in our sales organization. So we do expect sales and marketing to continue to increase. And we're also really focused on hiring engineers so that we continue to innovate and expand our platform. And what happened during FY21 actually was the top line growth was so quick our ability to continue to invest at the same rate, we just couldn't keep up. And so you actually saw expansions in our operating margins in Q4, we announced operating margins of over 40%. So you should expect those margins to decrease as we look forward to FY22 while we're focusing on these critical areas of investment. Where do you foresee the most revenue in some of the new products that you're spending on? And how do you model that? in terms of uh, existing customers versus new ones? Are these going to be add-on products that uh, those customers will say, okay, we'll spend X amount more per year to have this? Is this going to be a whole new type of user? What does Zoom look like a year from now? So we're really excited about the prospects of Zoom Phone for FY22. We saw strong momentum in the back half of the year as customers really started to think about what is their strategy and their, their work from anywhere strategy going forwards. And Zoom Phone is a really critical part of that. We're also excited about on Zoom, which is our event hosting platform, which is in very early stages, it's still in beta. But when you look forward beyond FY22, this is a really important part of the expansion of our platform. So there's a couple different areas that we're looking forward to seeing contributing to the ongoing growth an extension of Zoom. So extension of Zoom, those new products, and the existing customers, the big businesses, that to, again, to me, just kind of makes sense. If Even if I am a business that wants to try and get back to normal, if I've been using Zoom, there's clearly gonna be moments throughout this next year where, hey, someone gets sick, and I wanna make sure that they are able to have maybe a more extended stay-at-home period, so I'm not gonna cancel my Zoom. What about the everyday people, uh, Kelly, that uh, didn't use this before? Has your team done any type of survey or uh, you know, test the group to see what percentage of those everyday users are going to keep their Zoom subscriptions? Do you have any idea what that retention rate will look like? We talk to our customers all the time. And what we're hearing from them is Zoom is becoming more and more embedded in everything they do from their personal lives into their work experiences as well. So as we continue to see this area of digital transformation, we hear from even you know, sole proprietors, individual businesses, how they're embedding Zoom in it. For example, telehealth is becoming really important. And even after you know, um, patients are able to move around the world safely, it might be easier for them to consult with their doctor via Zoom. Think about education as well. Um, we always joke that there will be no more, there's no such thing as a snow day any longer because Zoom will be permanently embedded into the way that K through 12s educate their students, even when they're able to bring those students safely back to campus. We've seen the court systems be able to have hearings, um, conduct adoptions via Zoom. And that brings a convenience to a new, and a new way of thinking about how we conduct our lives without having to commute or travel in the way that we did before. That's a good point. 
Um, uh, unfortunately, someone was doing a surgery while they were, actually, I don't know if it was Zoom they used, but uh, that was kind of a weird story. Kelly, uh, the last thing here, um, and, and I, maybe you guys don't uh, kind of give these specifics, but when you look at that uh, revenue outlook that you've given, when you're able to up it the way you did, is there a kind of baseline rate of consumer loss on just those average consumers that you've baked in where you can say, okay, if an individual signed up for Zoom over the past year, if we lose 15% of those or 5% of those or whatever percent it may be, is that modeled into the existing revenue outlook that's been given? Well, the way that we think about retention, specifically in our online segment, which is generally those customers with fewer than 10 employees, we have seen retention rates that are, are less than we were at a pre-pandemic, but also that segment has really grown in importance. Pre-pandemic, they were contributing 20% of revenue. We announced in Q4, they were 37% of revenue. So on a dollar amount, certainly that, that term is increasing, but overall, we've really seen it stabilize as we got to the back half of FY21, and we're expecting it to continue to stabilize as we go through FY22, as again, we continue to work with them on new and innovative ways to embed Zoom in everything that they do every day. Okay, then just to follow up there, for that cohort, can you give numbers on what the retention rate was now versus the previous quarter you referenced, I believe, in terms of that, that drop off a little bit? Yeah, we don't talk about it in absolutes. We've just said that relative to pre-pandemic, the, the turn rate has been escalated, but it's stabilized during the back half of the year. Okay. Kelly, thanks for the details as always. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kelly Stecklberg, Chief Financial Officer at Zoom.